I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life that I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught, find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and I have with me today my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you, Aaliyah? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing very well. And what kind of invitations have you been working on lately? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I haven't really been thinking about it. So that's my okay. bad. No worries. But yeah, this always scripture study. That's an ongoing one. Indeed. Okay, I'm the same. I didn't have anything new to report, so I'm just trudging down the path, the covenant path. Uh, we also have today with us Burke and Rivka. Rivka, how are you today? I'm doing well. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here, and thanks for always being a good sport. We were giving a hard time a little bit on the last one, so... Good times. Keeps me in check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what kind of invitations have you been working on? Um, I've still just been working on my study of the book of Hebrews, which is tangentially conference related, but really just about obeying promptings. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm waiting for you to write a commentary on the book of Hebrews. Oh, I will buy it. You will be waiting a while. <laughs> but I'll be waiting a long time. Hope, you know. I guess. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. Um, Burke, how are you today? I'm doing great. I am continuing my study of Jesus Christ in the Topical Guide, so all the books of Scripture. Um, but because for about a year and a half, the thing I was working on the most was ministering, I wanted to share an update on that, that at church today, one of the brothers I minister came up to me and he said, hey, can you call me later today? And I said, sure, and I did. And he had some service that he needed, and mm -hmm. he asked me and my companion to come help out with that. And I feel like that is a level of ministering, or I should say, um, where you've become friends with the person you minister to. They're actually willing to ask you to help with things. Because I think most of us know that that is the very hardest thing to do, is to ask someone else to help you with something you need help with. Right. So I am really glad that, you know, a year and a half of the spirit pushing and pushing and pushing me has gotten me to that point. So Amazing. Very, very good. Thank you for sharing that, Burke. I continue to be inspired by that. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, just functionally, how are you doing that study? Because there's like the topical guide, the guide to the scriptures, there's the index. Um, where did you start? Are you keeping a journal? Like how does this look in real life? Um, so I'm actually doing it from the topical guide. Um, the entries uh, specifically of Jesus Christ where it lists in a row all the different names by which he is known in the scriptures and so all and i do it on my um, electronic device so say i click on the first name and it brings up a whole list of scriptures and then as i read each scripture i highlight the first word in the entry in the topical guide so i know i've read that one. Oh, and then nice. yeah and so then as i go through an order i can see where i've already been otherwise it's easy to get lost because i don't know if you ever do this but you click a link and then you read that scripture and then you click another footnote and, you, and then you forget where you were yeah and you, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> totally. 100%. Um, and it's been very enlightening thus far. I mean, in addition, I'm doing my, you know, my regular study where I listen to the drive, but this, I actually have to spend some time because it's, you know, it's hands-on. Uh, I can't do that while I drive. And so I'm not doing it as much as I do my other scripture study, kind of depending on the day, but try to get it in every day, um, at least a few verses. So awesome. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll move on to our talk today, which is For the Sake of Your Posterity by Elder Carlos A. Godoy of the Presidency of the Seventy. And let's start with Rivka. Rivka, what was your fundamental doctrine from this talk? Uh, the fundamental doctrine I picked, he says, just as yesterday's decisions impact today's realities, decisions of today will impact our future and the future of our family members. Now, he's talking about um, activity in the church and participation in the gospel, but I, I think that's just a wise counsel to keep in mind all around. That our decisions today, the things that we are choosing to do, matter and have influence in our lives and the lives of people around us. Okay. Anyone more than one generation back in your family, so not your parents, mm -hmm. who has had this impact that you could see over the course of generations? Just decisions that they've made? <laughs> yeah, that have impacted your family. I wow. guess that could be positive or negative, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, well, I mean, I have a lot of ancestors who chose to join the church, which has given me a a legacy of gospel faithfulness. Um, but also I have, you know, one grandfather and one great-grandfather who both, um, in, in their different situations, had... Uh, strong financial situations when many people around them didn't. And I watched one and I heard stories of both of the ways that they used that particular blessing that they had been given to um, bless the people around them and the difference that that made for many people, um, many people's lives. And so being able to see and here of examples of using the things that um, the Lord blesses us with to bless those around. Not something that's, um, it's impacted generations of my family and it's impacted um, people not in my family too, generations of them. So, Okay, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Burke, let's go on to you. What was your fundamental doctrine? All right. So he talks about um, getting picked up uh, by a taxi at the airport and partway through the drive, the taxi driver getting a phone call saying that he'd actually gotten into the wrong car. He was supposed to have a different driver. Um, mm -hmm. And the taxi driver gave him the option of going back to the airport and getting with the right driver. And he said, no, it's fine. And then question came up about the church. And he says, at that moment, I realized I did not take the wrong taxi. It was not a coincidence. And I really like that word coincidence that people throw around. I think there's less coincidence, especially in our interactions with others that involve um, bringing Christ's light into their lives than we think. So, Awesome. Yeah. Do you have any um, experiences with that in your life? <laughs> so many. 
so many things. <laughs> I could be like, huh, interesting. What a coincidence. I mean, even I yeah. joked about it with my dad or something. I mean, even my daughter Kate and I had one just yesterday. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, probably a coincidence. She's like, yeah, coincidence. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the bike. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was the bike. Her, yeah. So um, she wanted, uh, even though she's old enough to drive now, she wanted a new bike um, for her birthday. And so we decided we were going to go pick one out. And then I came home from work Friday and she still needed to mow the lawn and she hadn't done that yet. And I was like, well, let's go pick out the bike and then you can mow the lawn. But then she went out and decided to mow the lawn. So then I waited till she was done with that. And then we drove to this bike shop that we haven't been to, but had really good reviews. And I pulled up as someone was leaving. And it turns out that particular shop is run just by one guy. It's on his family's property and it's not open on Friday. And, but he was leaving right at that moment. And we caught him and we went in and it turns out he's closing the bike shop in a few months and is selling off inventory. And so we got a really good bike for a good price at like in the, you know, 30 second period where he was on his property coming to grab something before he left again. Right. And that's, you know, is that a big deal? No, it's not a big deal. We could have come back another time, but sometimes those coincidences are just so interesting. Oh, and he was also, um, he had a, an older four wheel drive van that he wanted to sell. He's like, I don't really know. What do you think it's worth? And I was like, ha, well. I have a four wheel drive van and I would probably, you know, do this, go to this group on Facebook, you know, and here's the best way to kind of look at that. And so is it going to go anywhere with the gospel? Absolutely not. But it made two people's lives easier. And I think there's a lot that God helps us with in life. That's just like that. Totally. That sort of fits with the idea of being led by the spirit without knowing you're being led by the spirit. Yeah. you didn't have a divine like revelation, like leave this moment so you can catch that 30 seconds. You know, the angel didn't appear, you know. Yeah. But it all worked out so perfectly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Aaliyah would call that impeccable timing, right, Aaliyah? I would. I And also, it, it, I know I quoted Gandalf last episode, but I'm going to do it again. And I said, like, <laughs> a wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he means soon or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. If you have the spirit with you, you're never late or, or early. You're always exactly where God needs you to be. <laughs> oh, I love it. That, that is awesome. great. And this was one of the talks, one of the apparently multiple talks that inspired Burke to take taxis everywhere he goes. That's right. right Burke? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to serve another full-time mission, just going to take taxis take everywhere. Taxis. <laughs> uh, he was pretty bold in that taxi ride. Um, you know, he, he knew it wasn't coincidence. And one, this is a good argument for reading the text because he puts that whole sentence in italics and really emphasizes it. Yeah. And then he says, I told him who I was and that I was in his taxi because the Lord was calling him back to his fold. It's like, wow. He, he yeah. just skipped the whole build relationships of trust thing and just went for it. <laughs> and um, yeah, but he was inspired, you know. Yeah. Not too long later, they were getting sealed as a family, baptized and sealed. So it was a pretty incredible story. So, well, Aaliyah, um, what was your fundamental doctrine? I channeled my inner Burke and I picked yes. a question, a rhetorical question. Well done. I like it. He, he asks, shouldn't we be more valiant and less lukewarm for our own sake and for the sake of our posterity? Mm-hmm. I like it. That's a good question. I can tell me why. Clearly, no. Lukewarm's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, well, then what are we doing here? Let's. Well, so what did you like about that question, Leah? Um, 
Well, I felt like the whole talk was him being like, you need to be active in God's church and live his gospel for your sake and especially for like generations down the line. So this question just kind of summed up the whole talk in a very like self-reflective scalding way. Yeah. So Aaliyah, you and I have sort of a similar focus that rests internally of like, I'm going to make progress. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do the next thing. Um, so for me, when I read that quote, it took the focus off of be better because I want to be better and it put it on be better for other people. Did you feel that same thing? Did you have that reaction? A little bit, yeah. And I think that's a mindset that I didn't really ever have in my life until my mission where all of a sudden it was like, oh, if I am a better person, then not only am I just better and happier, but also like it's a lot easier for me to help other people be happy if I'm, you know, not being mean to them or if I'm living the gospel, it, it just is better for everyone involved. And so, yeah. Right. And I appreciate you generalizing that a little bit because you are our YSA representative on this podcast and you currently have no posterity. Um, and so, but it doesn't mean this principle doesn't apply to you. You can still impact the lives of others, even potentially for generations. So yep. awesome. Well, let us go back to Rivka. Rivka, what was another quote from this talk that stood out to you? Um, this is actually from President Oaks. He's quoting um, President Oaks, who says, as we make current decisions, we should always be asking, where will this lead? Will our current decisions lead us to joy now and in eternity, or will they lead us to sorrow and tears? And I think that is like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, so think celestial, right? I mean, isn't that what? What that is, is asking where is this going to lead? Like what, what's what President Nelson was asking us to do? You know, have your eye on the goal and then make your decisions based on that. Oh, I love it. So I like that question, where will this lead? Which, I mean, that can be a really hard question sometimes. Yeah, what if you don't know the answer? Yeah, or you don't want to ask it. Because you know the answer, but you still want to make this decision, you know, or you're angry or you're dealing with, you know, sorrow or grief or you're in the middle of a struggle and you just want to be able to react the way you want to react right now or do the thing you want to do. So being able to have the the self-control and the patience to take the time to really ask yourself, where will this lead? And then make a decision that's going to lead to joy rather than sorrow that can that could be a really hard thing to do yeah takes spiritual and emotional maturity sometimes yep meekness even oh nice Ooh, bringing it back to meekness i love it awesome um okay burke i have a question for you okay so deanna when, when this talk was over, we were watching conference and at the end she was like, eh, I didn't really love that one. It felt a little old fashioned and felt a little harsh. So, you know, she's not going to say it was high on the Bednar index, but that might be something that would have been said by others, you know, in this podcast. Um, did you get the same feeling from this talk? Did you feel like it was a little coming down a little hard on people? 
Um, I'm trying to think of a way to say this as a white male, but um, like for instance, when I was on my mission in Korea, it was quite normal for someone to say, um, have you met my fat friend? Hmm. Um, and so I think um, culturally sometimes what we may think is, gosh, that was kind of harsh and you shouldn't have said that. I, I think other people don't have as much of a problem with that. So I guess, but we would call that old fashioned, right? Too. And maybe in the US 50 Hooray. years ago, you could give a talk like this and everyone be like, yeah, that's how it is. God is harsh. And so sometimes his leaders are harsh too. Um, and also I, I think we have to remember that um, when you listen to conference and you feel like one person is speaking to you, also, you have to remember there are other kinds of people that are receiving other yes. kinds of messages. Right. So if you don't feel like this one worked that well for you, there's probably someone out there who needed just a little bit more harshness. You know, like Jacob would say, you know, he wants to bring down the pleasing word of God, but instead, you know, he has to be harsh. I can't remember the word he used yeah. exactly, but sometimes people need a little harshness to wake them up. You know, just like he said to this person in the taxi, you, you know, he didn't say, oh, well, you know, yeah, you've left the church, but probably, you know, give God a chance eventually and things will be good. Now he's pretty much called him to repentance. So, yeah. Okay. I like that perspective. Um, and that's an important one that what we hear doesn't mean that's what other people hear. If we're listening with our spiritual ears, right, we can hear the same words and hear something different from the spirit. So, well, good. What other quotes did you want to talk about from this talk, Burke? see so he brings up two scenarios that are kind of throughout the talk uh he says first he says i want to address those good members who for some reason have fallen away from the restored gospel of jesus christ second to also address those address those participating members today who maybe are not being as faithful through their covenants as they should be and i think in those two he just grouped you know he's got everyone you're in one of those camps so right are we really, I mean, so let, let me, I guess I'll push back a little bit on that. Cause when I read that, it was actually the answer for me to the question of, oh, this is a little harsh. Cause I was thinking, well, Deanna's not in either of those camps. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, she's, she's not perfect. Obviously no one is. She's as close to perfect as possible. Love you, honey. Um, <laughs> without being translated. But, you know, she's a faithful covenant-keeping member. So she is not, I, you know, I, I thought, well, this talk wasn't directed at you. It was directed at people who were, like, teetering on the edge. And he's saying, like, don't let go of the iron rod because you're going to let go for yourself and all your posterity. Um, so I don't know. what What's your response to that, Burke? Well, I don't, I can't speak to Deanna because it could very well be that she is not part of this. I can only speak to me. And saying mm. that I often feel like I'm not as faithful to my covenants as I should be. Right. Which is why I repent a lot. So Yeah. Well, we all should repent a lot regardless. Um Huh. Interesting. I or think maybe I would we should to... take out should be and say could be. Oh. So that's less judgment yeah. and more opportunity. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Rivka, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, I decided to use Aaliyah's little trick with the hand thing. <laughs> hand raising. <laughs> well, as, as we were sitting here talking about this, I was thinking that context in this is important too because he's giving this talk in general conference. So if there are people who have left the, the path, or people who are teetering on it, both of those people, if they hear this, are listening to general conference. 
which I think would indicate at least some, um, you know, sort of turning back to Jesus Christ and seeking help and answers, which may make them more fertile ground for, um, you know, this sort of a, a call to repentance. It's not like he's knocking on doors randomly and just walking in and telling people to repent. <laughs> You know, he's speaking. Well, he'll get you cat though. This and taxis, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. So they're the target audience is sort of there at conference, um, at least putting for some effort, right? Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, he did we read the lukewarm quote yet? I can't remember if that has come up. Yeah, that was the question about being valiant or lukewarm. Okay, yeah. So that was another way I was thinking about it. Like, well, you know, I fail in my covenants a lot. I'm not a perfect covenant keeper, but I hold a recommend, and that's what that's sort of the standard the Lord has set um, to go to the temple and renew the, or, you know, think about those covenants again or receive them the first time and receive them on someone else's behalf. So I don't, I mean, maybe some days I'm lukewarm, but in general, my life isn't lukewarm, and I don't, I wouldn't classify Deanna's that way either. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe it's that pride seeping back in, I guess. But as I read through those scenarios and the word lukewarm, I was like, well, maybe that wasn't, you know, the target audience. Um, but maybe on those days when you don't feel fully engaged, you can think about, okay, well, it's not just for me. You know, this is for all my my posterity so for uh for all time always is now they say on loki Aaliyah. so um all right let's go to i can't even remember where we are are we on Aaliyah again or rivka that was all burke yeah. let's go to Aaliyah. Aaliyah, what was another quote that you wanted to talk about here um well he says he's talking about the the whole taxi incident. <laughs> um, and he says, when I asked him why he decided to return, he said it was because he and his wife felt their children would be happier in life with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and so he's, he's kind of proving this uh, posterity point. But I, this whole talk, it's a lot of like, this is what you should be doing, right? Like, get out of the past, stay out of the past. It's good for everyone. But I feel like this is one of the few times where he says why it's good. Um, and the example is being happier. So, obviously, as someone who's on the path, I know why it's good to be here. But I guess I, like, how, what are some other things to, like, I guess incentivize the return. Like, why why should people come back to the path if if they're not on it? Other than just being happier, what are some other reasons? I guess. Are you asking that question as a point of discussion for us? Yes, yes. Like, what would you tell someone about what is waiting for them if they do this? Okay, I think that's a good question for Rivka. She's been bitten by the mute bug I again. I figured it out. <laughs> well, I was actually just trying to look up this talk by President Hinckley. <laughs> that was really good. But okay, so the question is, what are the like? Why should they come back? What are the things waiting for them if they come back? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the context was you know, one of them was a happier life, right? But what what would be some incentive for people to come back to the covenant path other than the positive of a happier life and the negative of, well, your descendants won't have the gospel? Well, I think the first thing they might experience, I mean, because I haven't done this, but I have repented before, which is going to be the thing that, you know, that is the process they'll go, they go through to do this. And that is that you'll get to have this incredible experience working with the Savior Jesus Christ closely as as he helps your heart to change and he helps your mind to expand and understanding to come. And so, um, you know, maybe if some of the reason that you left was you weren't feeling very connected to your Savior or you weren't feeling connected to Heavenly Father, the f- like one of the best, surest, quickest ways to um, to build that connection is through this joyful process of repentance. Sometimes it can be difficult, but it's joyful even when it's difficult because you get to be working with the Savior. Mm, I love it. So closeness with the Savior is one of those reasons to come back to the, the covenant path. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, let's go on to invitations and promises. He had a lot of invitations in this talk. Um, Burke, what was one of them that stood out to you? All right. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Let's see. We had a little incidental Elder Packer invitation there for a moment. <laughs> My dear brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, if you are going through one of these two situations I mentioned in my message, please reconsider your course of action. <laughs> so I guess if you're not in one of those two groups, forward. you are fine. <laughs> if you are in one of those two groups, reconsider. Uh, very straightforward. I like it. Okay, how about you, Aaliyah? Um, at the very end, we kind of mentioned this a little bit, but he says, I invite you to think about it, to look ahead and evaluate where this will lead, and if necessary, to be valiant enough to reshape your path for the sake of your posterity. So evaluate and have the courage and willpower to do something about it. Yeah. I like that because sometimes I wonder, what does it mean to be valiant in the testimony of the Savior? And he's saying, well, one of the ways to be valiant is to reshape your path. So I like it. Rivka, how about you? What uh, invitation stood out to you? He says, don't be the the weak link in this beautiful chain of faith he started or you received as a legacy. Be the strong one. It is your turn to do it and the Lord can help you. Um, And I think that is a beautiful invitation and... The idea of like, be the strong one. Maybe your family needs a strong one. Um, and the idea that it's mm. your turn to do it. And that just sent me right back to um, Elder Bednar's talk about the last wagon and how, you know, all of the, all the people who, all the people who have come before and have stayed faithful and true in the gospel. I mean, they may be in your family or your ancestors, or they may just be people in the gospel who have allowed this this church to um, grow and become what it is and to bless so many people. Like it's your turn to join in and be the strong one and add yourself to those, those ranks, <laughs> which I, I don't know. I think that's a good yep. invitation. I love it. 
And I keep forgetting to ask about promises, but those, um, the one you just read, Rivka, sort of had a couple promises baked in there. Like, be the strong one is in, in invitation. Also, it's mm-hmm. a promise, yep. I think. And the Lord can help you is definitely, definitely a promise. Definitely a promise. So. Yep. <clears throat> well, I feel compelled to point out this one from President Nelson. And frankly, I'm a little shocked that Burke didn't read it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it said, now, if you have stepped off the path, may I invite you with all the hope in my heart to please come back. I thought that was an interesting phrase, all the hope in my heart. Whatever your concerns, whatever your challenges, there is a place for you in this, the Lord's church. And here's the promise. You and generations yet unborn will be blessed by your actions now to return to the covenant path. And that really summed up his whole talk. Um, Do this for yourself and for your posterity and the Lord will bless you. So, all right. Well, the next talk we're going to discuss is The Sealing Power by Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. A very doctrinally rich talk I'm looking forward to. And in the meantime, Aliyah is going to tell you how to get a hold of us. You can email us at Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram or Facebook at Words of the Prophets Podcast. So thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.